Welcome to Money Matters Podcast, where we strive to educate and empower you to make smart choices with your money. We believe people don't typically plan to fail. They simply fail to plan. Here are your hosts, Mike and Matt. Hello, friends, and welcome to Money Matters Mini with me, Matt Cloutier. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the tech sector turmoil and the bear market. Let's dive right in. During the intensely volatile first 100 trading days of 2022, the stocks of companies in the S&P 500 index delivered their worst performance since 1970. The S&P 500 continued to tumble and the benchmark index descended into a bear market typically defined as a sustained drop in stock prices of at least 20% on June 13, 2022. When the market closed, the S&P 500 had dropped 21.8% from its January 3rd peak, and the tech-heavy NASDAQ, already in bear territory, had plunged 32.7% from its November 19, 2021 peak. Some investors who are nervous about the future in their portfolios seem to have taken a defensive stance by selling riskier assets, including investments in growth-oriented technology stocks. So you might ask, what's triggering market volatility? Throughout 2021, U.S. businesses dealt with unpredictable demand shifts and supply shocks related to the pandemic. But near zero interest rates and trillions of dollars in pandemic relief supported consumer spending, boosted economic growth, and drove record corporate profits. Companies in the S&P 500 posted profits in 2021 that were 70% higher than in 2020 and 33% higher than in 2019 which helped fuel a stock market total return of nearly 29%. But in the first months of 2022, investors began to worry that the anticipated tightening of monetary policies by the Federal Reserve, which intended to cool off stubbornly high inflation, would stifle economic growth and cause a recession. Prices began rising in the spring of 2021 due to high demand, supply chain issues, and a labor shortage that pushed up wages. Inflation picked up speed in the first quarter of 2022 when China's China's COVID-19 lockdown, well, impacted the supply of goods and Russia's invasion of Ukraine sent already high global food and fuel prices through the roof. In May 2022, the Consumer Price Index rose at an annual rate of 8.6%. That's a 40-year high. The relentless acceleration of price increases puts pressure on the Federal Open Market Committee, parenthetically FOMC, which meets on June 14th and 15th to act aggressively to tame inflation. At the beginning of May, the FOMC raised the benchmark federal fund rate by a half a percent, parenthetically to a 
target range of 75 basis points to a full 1%. This was the first time a half percent rate increase since May 2000, and the Fed's projection suggests there will be more to come. Rising interest rates push bond yields upward, and while the opportunity for higher returns from lower-risk bond investments makes higher-risk stock investments look less attractive. For more information on this, go back and listen to Managing Bond Risks When Interest Rates Rise. I think you might like it. Moreover, stock investors buying a portion of a company's future cash flows, which become less valuable as in an inflationary environment. Add to that, higher borrowing costs can crimp consumer spending power and cut into the profits of companies that rely on debt. The downside of domination. Stocks traded by the S&P Information Technology Sector Index, which fell 29.2% from a January 3rd high, have been hit harder than the S&P 500 as a whole. Plus, like many benchmark indexes, the S&P 500 is weighted by market capitalization, that is, the value of a company's outstanding shares. This gives the largest companies, which most of which are well in the tech sector, an outsized role in the index performance. As of May 31st, the information technology sector accounted for 27.1% of the entire market cap of the S&P 500 compared with the weightings of 14.4% for healthcare and only 11.2% for financials, the next largest sectors. Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, AKA Google, and Amazon, respectively, are, well, the fourth, four most valuable companies in the index. NVIDIA is ranked ninth and Meta has fallen to 11. Meta? Oh yeah, Facebook. For the past several years, tech giants drove the market to new heights, but when their share values began to plunge, well, they dragged the broader stock index down with them. A Wall Street Journal analysis of market data through May 17th found that just eight of the largest U.S. companies, the six previously mentioned, plus Netflix and Tesla, parenthetically, which are in the consumer discretionary sector, were responsible for an astounding 46% of the S&P 500's 2022 losses, that is, on a total return basis. These well-known technology companies have grown into massive multinational businesses that have a major influence on everyday life. Some dominate their respective business spaces. As example, social media, smartphones, online search and advertising, e-commerce, and cloud computing. Enough to spark antitrust investigations and calls for stricter regulations in the United States and abroad. They also have plenty of cash on hand, which means they are in better shape to withstand an economic slowdown than their smaller competitors. So what are some takeaways for investors? Well, spreading investments among the 11 sectors of the S&P 500 is a common way to diversify stock holdings. But over time, a stock portfolio that was once diversified can be 
become over-concentrated in a sector that has outperformed the broader market. Tech sector stocks notched huge total returns of about 50% in 2019, 44 in 2020, and 35% in 2021. So you may want to look closely at the composition of your portfolio and consider rebalancing if you find yourself overexposed to this highly volatile sector. You might ask, what's rebalancing? Well, that involves selling some investments in order to buy others. Keep in mind that selling investments in a taxable account could, well, result in tax liability. If you feel shell-shocked after more than five months of market turbulence, try to regain some perspective. Some market analysts view recent price declines as a painful but long overdue price re overdue pricing of stocks with valuations that had grown excessive, as well as a reality check brought on by waning growth expectations. The forward price to earnings ratio of companies in the S&P 500 have fallen from 23.3 at the end of 2021 to 17.8 in May 2022, much closer to the 10-year average of 16.9. It could be worth it could be a while before investors can better assess how the economy and corporate profits will ultimately fare against fast-rising inflation and higher borrowing costs. And the stock market, well, it's no fan of uncertainty. Disappointing economic data and Corporate earnings could, reports could continue to spark volatility in the coming months. It may not be easy to take troubling headlines in stride. But if you have a sufficiently diversified all-weather investment strategy, sticking to it is often the wisest course of action. Hmm. If you panic and flee the market during a downturn, well you won't be in a position to benefit from the upward swings on its better days. And if you continue investing regularly for a long-term goal such as retirement, a down market may be an opportunity to buy more shares at lower prices. Keep in mind the return and principal value of stocks do fluctuate and change in market conditions. Shares when sold may be worth more or less than their original cost, and investments seeking higher return tend to involve greater risk. Diversification is a method used to help manage risk. It does not guarantee a profit or protect against investment loss. The S&P 500 is an unmanaged group of securities that is considered representative of the U.S. stock market in general. The performance of an unmanaged index is not indicative of the performance of any specific investment. Individuals cannot invest directly in an index. Past performance, keep in mind, is not a guarantee of future results and actual results may vary. Dollar cost averaging does not insure against a profit or prevent a loss. Such plans involve continuous investments and in securities regardless of fluctuating prices. You should consider your financial ability to continue making purchases even during periods of low and high price levels. However, this can be an effective way for investors to accumulate shares to help meet long-term goals. If you'd like to talk more about 
dollar cost averaging, the volatile markets, or your specific circumstances, please reach out. Visit our website, goldenwealthsolutions.com. Thanks for joining us today, friends. Bye for now. This podcast is for educational purposes only and may include references to concepts that have legal and or tax implications and is not to be construed as legal or tax advice. Such information and or opinions are subject to change without notice and is not intended as an offer or solicitation with respect to the purchase or sell of any security, insurance product, or offer of any individual advice. Any strategy discussed may not be suitable for everyone. Securities America Incorporated does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult with the appropriate professional regarding your personal situation prior to making any financial decisions. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors Incorporated, Golden Wealth Solutions, and Securities America are separate entities.